When is DLC just too much to worry about? Let's talk about that. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Triangle Squared. Lucky number uh, 13. This is your host, Brett Beck. That's me. This is good old Saul Bridges, your other host. Hello there. You may know him well by now. Uh, I would of, hope so. Of course, if this is the first time you were joining us, uh, we are Triangle Squared, a PlayStation-oriented uh, podcast uh, where we talk about the things we like about them, th- sometimes the things we don't like about them, and sometimes the shit that's just downright weird. Um, in case this is your first time joining us, though, like I said, uh, we post on YouTube every Monday at 12 p.m. CST and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, and we post on audio-only formats to iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music. So, of course, find us where you want us, listen to us where you want us, and uh, if you like what you hear, share us with your friends. Uh, but to go ahead and get into uh, the show, Saul, this has been a very crazy last two weeks, including definitely the E3 stuff going on. Oh, yes, it and has. if you're anything like me, have you been playing much of anything? I've been trying. Um, so, not a whole lot of stuff on the PS4. More so on the Vita. Um, I found a dead pixel on my screen. I think I mentioned that in the last episode. Was pretty sad about that. Um, you can only really see it on a black screen. You can't see it on any other screen type at all. So like any, if there's any, so what's color, a dead pixel look like? White. It's and see this. This could be a bleeding. I don't pixel. think I've ever seen one. It's just a single pixel that is just a. Uh, it's white. It's a white light. So on a black screen, if you if you look at it, you know, and I noticed it while playing uh, East Origin, that it's is just, so good. it is, it is really fun. But it's just a little white pixel that's sitting there staring me in the face. And it really makes me mad because I'm so careful with my electronics. And that's just something that you can't avoid, unfortunately, with screens like these. So, but I've been playing Hot Shots Golf. I've been really... The, the Vita one? I've been loving it. So yeah. I, I, I love that game. And, oh, uh, what is it? Open... I think it's just invitational I, or something. I, I, don't, I don't know actually, but um, it is, it's good. I like uh, I like just playing. You know, it I actually never played that one. I played the PSP ones a whole lot. Yeah, and those were good too. Yeah. Um, they're just kind of fun games to chill out with. You know, they don't require a whole lot of thinking, and then when you do have to do the minimal thinking for those games to kind of plot your your shot, it's it's fun. It's it's really just easy on the mind. You know, this whole past couple weeks we've been in drove into the ground with games with E three. Of course. So just kind of relaxing with that. And uh, I've been playing a little bit more of uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain again. Just, okay, uh, kind of progressing through that. So, so what's the point of that? Are you trying to platinum? I want to, um, but I never, I never beat the game. I got to a certain story arc, and you I, never beat it. No, I felt it should end at a certain story arc, so I stopped playing, and I got kind of mad that that the things, <laughs> make your own ending. Yeah, and it got, <laughs> I got kind of mad that it had concluded there. So, or well, it should have concluded there, but I do like the, the plot twist in that game. I do like the characters in that game. So I'm going to, that's definitely unheard of. I felt the same way about, and I know you didn't get that far necessarily. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but that's how I feel about far cry three. Uh, you know, no real spoiler. Um, but just in case you haven't played it, you don't want to know anything about it. Cause who knows? It may could re- release uh, spoiler alert. Uh, but when it gets to the point about probably three quarters of the way through the game where Voss dies, uh, and you kill Voss, it really feels like the end of the game. And he is the one who eggs you to want to keep going after him. And then suddenly, the main bad guy shifts to this guy that you don't really know, but he had, like, cahoots with Voss. But it's like, why is he? Why do you have any problem against him? He hasn't done anything to you. So it's a weird, sh- a weird shift. I'm going to say no comment. Okay. Because I can't say much more. 
Oh, because you, you didn't get that far? Or? No, because you are borderline describing a game. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, not going to say much more of that without spoiling anything. But, I, I didn't play the other game, so. Yeah, no. and we'll see that. And that's all in games. Like, I see Surge sitting right there. I want to borrow that. I want to borrow that when I leave. You still said you said you were going to take God of War 3, and we completely forgot. We did. I think, what, what, I don't know. We have to record that late. Um, yeah, what, I can't but, remember what we did. But, but, but what, what have you, you, what have you been playing? Take a wild guess. Nothing. Okay. I, well, a good amount of nothing. Uh, I've also, I've, I've been doing a lot of stuff for the channel's sake, um, trying to figure out some research and stuff that we want to do there and then trying to do stuff to up our production value, of course. Uh, right, but one right. of the things um, is that I've just been having a hard time playing single player games besides the ones on my Vita. So uh, I started Oceanhorn. On your Vita, on your uh, PS4, on, on Vita. Okay. Uh, I can't imagine that game feeling as at home on PS4 because it's kind of an ugly game, but it fits on the smaller See, that's, Vita screen. That's where I have it on PS4, and it's pretty good. It's it, it oh, is, the game it is, is fun. weird. It is, I should have waited for Vita. I wish it was cross by. Yeah, but I don't blame them. You know what I mean? So this is cross by is kind of fading away. Yeah, it did yeah. take a lot of work for that little studio. Um, but you know, I've been playing that. Um, uh, I can't remember if I said it on the last week's episode. I'm pretty sure not, but I beat East Origin. Did I say that last week? Uh, I think you told me personally, I, I feel but like I don't maybe think. I did. Yeah, I don't um, think you said it on well, the Well, we episode. hung out Sunday. Maybe I did it then. I can't remember. Um, but so I ended up beating East Origin, and if you haven't played it, uh, I mean, it's on PS4 and PS Vita. The game is super fun. On Vita, it does have some some chugging when there's a lot of stuff going on, uh, but it's few and far between, and it's forgivable because the game's got enough charm, and it's just really fun. Um so, yeah, two Vita games I've been kind of bouncing around on. And then, of course, um, the I've been playing Diablo still. Me and uh, Donovan are still tearing away at that. Oh, and by the way, remember you you were talking about getting it again? Yeah. Um, don't, uh, unless you want to buy it digitally, it's only $40 digitally for everything to be there. And that's including the new Necromancer. And but it's only $40 for a, for a small period, and you have to be PS Plus or Xbox Live. So now, is that just physical? In case, no. It's okay, digital I didn't only. So. They haven't even technically announced a physical version of it. So, um, But going off of that, uh, yeah, I haven't played much else. I haven't played Brawlhalla anymore since we we last played it. Um, and I've well, just been playing Diablo. for you, that comes out this week. Brawlhalla does? Yeah, it's in the drop. Fuck, awesome, dude. Yes. Okay, cool. Because I didn't really talk about it, but the game's really good. That's um, a Wednesday release. I'm cool with that. I am still draw. disappointed it's not on the Vita. But yeah. all right. So, yeah, that's what that's what I've been playing. So not a too terribly much, but I am still going, working towards Platinum. It's been so – I haven't gotten a Platinum on – I mean, a Platinum. I haven't gotten a Platinum in a while, to be fair. I haven't gotten a trophy on Diallo in so long because all the trophies I'm going after right now are like – Kill a hundred goblins, get to level seventy with all six character classes. Oh, and they're ones that like you have to really grindy. chip away at. Yeah. yeah, this comes out on Monday, by the way. So this the game will be out by the time it goes. Uh, this awesome, goes same day that this goes live. Awesome. Well, hey, and if, if you didn't watch us, we did do a party plays of it, which is our new series. It's a let's play series where we all play group games. Check it um, out. It, you know, it's our first episode. We are definitely learning. We've never done uh, party like, well let's play series and we've never at least i know i haven't i don't think Saul has either i'm not that big on let's plays in terms of my personal opinion but i think that there's i see why they could be fun and i think i could have fun doing them so oh you're talking about like uh somebody who partakes in watching yeah i've yeah, never been I watch them from time to time depends on who it is but yeah i watch them a little bit so anyway yeah but brawl is great so if you like the kind of smash style thing it's it's, it's deep in its own way i wonder how much it's going to cost because i don't think that they've talked about that yet i think 30 30 is, is be, reasonable. 20 is a sweet spot. Yeah, I was going to say 30 would be the most I'd pay for it, and 20 would be a definite buy. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, well, so I guess that's it for what we've been playing. Um, you want to go ahead and do the drop since there's a, it's actually a yeah. recent, and we've been skipping the drop because so, we're so lazy. If you're a new viewer, a viewer who uh, has tuned in like the last three episodes, I do the drop weekly. and uh, That hasn't been going on. It hasn't been going on at all because of E3. And this time we actually have a ton of games in here. And uh, so I'm going to go through, read the descriptions off. And um, these are all just the releases for this week the podcast airs. So very first on the list, let me position my mic a little bit. There we go. We have uh, Aria, the Deluxe Edition. It's a PS4 digital title out Friday. And find my arrow key. Aria is an action RPG in which music is both your best friend and your worst enemy. As a disciple of the great... Maestro Guido, you have to unravel the mysteries of the Azir. Find out what happened of the world and return to the nine primordial instruments to restore balance and bring peace to the world. I want you to know I love you reading these. I, I, did, I, I did mess up. I look forward to what stuff you say wrong. <laughs> I don't think I said anything wrong in that, did I? Uh, I said, probably, I said pr- Great Maestro Guido. And you uh, said Guido. great. You said great Maestro Guido. 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 Uh, I think I said Guido. You did. Uh, th- this great. game. This game reminds me of. It was an Xbox 360 game. There was an RPG where you had instruments. Does that sound familiar? Eternal Sonata? Yeah. That was a good game. I like that game. I thought Eternal Sonata came out on both. Oh, I played it on Xbox is what I mean. That's a good question. I don't really know, actually. Uh, Next up, we have America's Army Proven Grounds, a PS4 digital title. This free military game focuses on small unit tactical maneuvers and puts you on the test in a wide variety of new and classic America's Army's map. Never heard of this game before in my life, so I guess this is a free version potentially on PC. We I have don't, I don't know. Ancient Emulator, a PS Vita or a PSVR digital title. Ancient Emulator is an action tower defense game that throws you into an ancient world to battle magical creatures, monsters, and other legendary foes. That's an interesting VR uh, tower defense game. That's kind of Hey, cool. Arizona Sunshine. That's the one that has the four player co op um and uh, no, four player co op mode but two player co op story completely through. Yeah, and it's a PSVR digital title. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yep. Uh, Arizona Sunshine puts you in the midst of a zombie apocalypse exclusively in VR. Handle weapons with real life and movements. Ex- freely explore the post-apocalyptic world and put your survivor skills to the test with PSVR. It's kind of cool. If I'm not mistaken, I think that game came out on Rift already. Oh, so I think okay. it's just moving over to VR for this. So. Hmm. Uh, we have Brawlhalla, a Friday release for PS4 Digital. Millions of players, frequent updates, over 30 unique characters. Come fight for the glory of the halls of Valhalla. It's a very yeah. weird description for that game. Did you like they, Did you like the name I gave to the episode? Wanna be a brawler? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I, you threw me off there for a second. <laughs> we, uh, we have Cavernous Waste, a PS4 and VR digital title. With no memory of where you are and no idea how you got there, you do know one thing. You have to escape. Fly through the maze-like caverns and fight through the automated defense systems while searching for a way out. This sounds interesting. I can't tell if it's a horror game. The artwork for it's terrible. It is. It really is. All right, game of the list, y'all. Game of the list. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Friday. Friday. It's Blaze's old birthday, man. Uh, What do you mean by old birthday? uh, Blaze is old. He's going to be 25 a whole year. I thought you meant... Okay, I thought you meant his like, old birthday. Yeah, like he like, had another birthday. He, I was like, what he, do you what? He legally changed. He didn't like his his. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm off next weekend because I have you know plans on Saturday, but Sunday, all going to crash, crash? baby. I'm, I'm really, dude. I'm seriously debating streaming this. Do I even need to read their description? I guess you know what I probably should. In case somebody's they're... never heard of Crash Bandicoot, they live on the, the island that it, he came folks. from. But again, they know him then, so I don't. I'm just talking out of my ass at that point. Your favorite marsupial, Crash Bandicoot is back 
He's enhanced, entranced, ready to dance with the Insane Trilogy game collection. Spin, jump, whoop, and repeat as you take on the epic challenges and adventures through the three games that started it all. Don't forget that on PS4 Pro, it's in full fur, K. Fur, K. Somebody, I I read something earlier. I think it was on Reddit. You should always pronounce 4K as fork. If it's just 4K. I guess, yeah. Fork. Fork. We got Cryptarch, a PS4 digital title. This, the art for this game looks sick. For a second, though, I want to also go back and say that Crash Bandicoot is not running at native 4K. That is checkerboard upscale, just in case someone tries to call me out. It is not legitimate native 4K. I think it's 1440p upscale to 2160 with checkerboarding. So Got just it. in case somebody wanted to know the technical aspects of the back end of that game. Got it. Well, uh, Cryptarch is a PS4 digital title. This art looks sick. It does. Cryptarch is a 2D sci-fi shooter where you take on the role of a heavily armed privateer seeking to earn government contracts by boarding deadly alien space hulks. It's up to you to strategize a plan of attack, pick an equipment loadout, and destroy the central core to be victorious. I wish this was on Vita. And it's just a PS4. I wonder what the art style looks like and if it's something that could really be supported on Vita. Uh, either way, I, it, it sounds yeah. a lot like Doom, to be fair. Kind of does, yeah. Um, um, it kind of does. Hey, We got Danganronpa, another episode, Ultra Despair Girls. This is a PS4 digital and retail title. Beyond Hope Lies Absolute Despair. Kamaru Naegi and Toko Fukuwa make for unlikely Fukuwa, or however you say her name, make for unlikely heroes as they try to escape Toa City, a town caught in a war between adults and children. Now, I know for sure that the girl on the left, that was, she was in Trigger Happy Havoc. Okay. She was kind of a psychopath, uh, split personality. But the girl on the right, I'm not too sure. I don't know the story on this one. I don't know if, um, ooh, I can't think of his name, the teddy bear. Oh, Monokuma? Yeah, Monokuma. I don't know if this if he's uh if he's like the antagonist in this game or what. I may pick it up if he is. I really like that character a whole lot. I want them to do a flip on Monokuma and make it the make him like the good guy that helps you. Yeah, that is it. That would be really cool. I mean, I don't know though. I guess also it seems I I came up with that quick. I guess it does seem a little bit like something that they would do. So maybe they shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, when you run out of ideas, make him the hero. Yeah, or at least seem to be the hero, then then he turns. That'd be cool. Yeah, but a lot of games have been doing that lately, too. So That is true. We have Dark Arcana, the Carnival, or Arcana. I think it's Arcana, though, because it's a play on words of Arcane. Uh, find the missing woman lost in a mysterious Carnival of Horrors. Investigate two worlds, the one you know and the alternate plane existing be- behind the Hall of Mirrors. Discover the secret of an ancient being known as the Evil One. Reveal the story of star-crossed lovers and stop the Evil One from evading our world. Very interesting um, is this a this isn't a VR title? It's a PS4. Digital. I didn't think so, but so that, it, sounds, it sounds like it could have been one. Yeah, interesting. Well, here I, goes the Eternal Collection. I'll say another look, big one on the list, kinda. You know, the price is definitely something to disagree with. The, we're going to get into that with the news in a minute, but we'll talk about it. So we'll see. Hey, and this actually fits into the actually, talk for the what, main topic. I'll tell you what. Let's just we'll, let's just skip this one because we're going to go talk. It comes out this week, so just so you know, uh, the Diablo Eternal Collection. If you don't know about it, you're going to find out about it in the news section. I will list though, or I will say that when I read this, can I, I briefly kind of read through it? Uh, it doesn't list Necromancer as the class, which is at cool, all, which is weird. It's, it's Crusader, Barbarian, Witch Doctor, Demon Hunter, Monk, and Wizard. You would think they'd advertise their uh, new class. This is another big title. I'm actually excited for. Um, it's Elite Dangerous, a PS4 yeah. and PS. Uh, it's a PS4 digital and retail elite dangerous is a definitive massively multiplayer space epic bringing gaming's o- open world 
adventure to the modern generation with a connected galaxy, evolving narrative, and the entirety of the Milky Way reenacted at its full galactic proportions. Really excited for this. Is this I, the one that a lot of people are talking about? It's on PC, and it's kind of it, like what people takes, expected No Man's Sky to be. Yeah, it takes a long time to get in, and it's a grind at the end, But because it, it's it's a very, very high, steep learning curve for this okay. game. Um, we have the Golf, uh, golf Club 2. Didn't even know there was a first one. I do remember the first one. It really? It's not very good. I didn't. I had a buddy who had it, who bought it, thinking it, it might be fun. It was Andrew, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was Mario that I worked with. Oh, never mind. I thought it'd be Andrew. Uh, it's a PS4 digital and retail title. Rise to fame and fortune in the largest, most dynamic golf game ever created. Assemble and join online societies with friends, complete in tournaments, or compete in tournaments, and earn money to climb the ranks in golf's largest gaming community. Probably because it's the only you know, gaming community for golf. I somehow just realized that they stopped making Tiger Woods games. Boy, this fan in this laptop don't like that. <laughs> that was loud. Uh, but yeah, they... Uh, those were PC only games, weren't they? Or were they on PS2? What Tiger Woods? Yeah, no, they came out on PS3. Okay, for I the did. Life I of them. Didn't even know that. I didn't even think about it. I wonder if the they dropped that as part of his little scandal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we have Jump Jet Rex, PS4 digital title. Simply put, you're a T-Rex with rocket boots trying to save the Earth from an incoming asteroid. Do you have what it takes to stop it? All don't, right. Don't like the art for that, but you know, different strokes. We got medieval, uh, medieval defenders, defender ancestral castle, castle. Show the invader who's the master. Build towers, save money, train your spells, and your enemy will be vanquished. That sounds a lot like Rogue Legacy to me. I can see that. We have Micro Machines World Series. This is out Friday. Well, this, um, this drop is long. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, it, it's they're making up for all. The, we're just in the M's. Yeah, but uh, this is gonna complete and knock Crash Bandicoot out of the market because this game's gonna sell way better on the same release date. Why you would put this as your release date? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure that there's some people who would go after something like that. But then again, I mean, there's 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 far. I love playing games, but then again, this YouTube channel has kind of hampered my ability to do that, um, which is. Good, ironic good, ironic a little bit but uh not in a bad way so it's not like i'm complaining um but man even back when i was playing games almost non-stop when i wasn't working there's no amount of time for you to be able to even play a quarter of these games that release it's just that's, it's, yeah that's it's, a, it's a little ridiculous uh next one up though is exciting it's it's, it's plague road uh that game that came out on Vita a while back they yeah, released and on it's Vita a good first. game too it's a very good game did you pick it up i did yeah. I played it for it's, about... It's very interesting. I played it for about two hours, and then I uh, I restarted Darkest Dungeon on Vita, which I also yeah. had played this week. I forgot about that. And then did, uh, I need to go back to Plague Road. So on, on Plague Road, did you get far enough to kind of explore the I got in, lane-based combat? Uh, well, yeah, because that's kind of in the tutorial. Like, not in the tutorial, but in the opening. Yeah. And it's cool. It's 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 very innovative to me. Um, well, but, other games have done it, but it's, it's, it's a thing it that hasn't it. been done as well as... And it hasn't been done enough to be perfected. What other games have done it? Uh, I mean, it depends on what you're talking about, but I mean, I just mean in general lane-based gameplay. Uh, some of them you see. Oh, I guess like, like Mega Man on the GBA did that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is a then there's a good game. And then of course things like a little big planet that use the the lanes to their to their own success. Yeah. To give you to give 2D games a little more depth. Yeah. I like that though personally. Um, set around a city being consumed uh, from within a or from within by a disease, Plague Road tells a story of a lone doctor who once left home and now returns in search for those who have survived. Pretty cool art, pretty cool art style, pretty cool game. This next game has no description. It's called Poi. It's a PS4 digital title. Looks like <laughs> Pokemon trainers. Are they holding a donut? I don't know. 
No, okay. Poi. Poi. We have the 10th line yeah. PS4 digital title. The 10th line is a console-style RPG featuring a colorful cast of characters, unique battle and level-up systems, quick 2D platforming action, and an original, fantastical story about friendship, faith, and finding your place in the world. This sounds cool, especially with the 2D platforming. It, it does. What's up with Tokyo Xanadu looking like Kirito from... Oh, Sword Art. That looks almost just like Kirito to me. It for does. Some and it's, I, I didn't know this was coming to Vita. So next on the list, we do have Tokyo Xanadu, a PS Vita digital and retail title out Friday. Um, interesting. I didn't know this was posted for release. Uh, Tokyo Xanadu is a massive action RPG. When high school students, Cal, Ko, do you know his Ku? name? Ku? I don't know. Cal. Takisaka, yeah, I, I could say his last name pretty much, encounters the nightmare realm known as the Eclipse. His world is forever changed. Reality distorts as monsters threaten the safety of Mori, Morimiya City. Yeah, Morimiya. Ko, Cal, Ku, must. <laughs> I'm just going to give all Ko variations. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm saying it wrong. Must transform his soul into a powerful weapon and defeat the Val Eclipse once and for all. Sounds kind of cliche, but it sounds cool. We have Valkyria, uh, Valkyria Revolution. This is the new PS4 one, right? Yes, yeah. and I am super, and Vita, I'm super excited for this. That's right, I forgot they're doing Vita too. That's right. So That's right. We have this, this is coming for PS4 and PS Vita. It's only retail for PS4, so you only can pick it up for Vita digitally, so that's fine though. Band together and defeat the evil empire and death itself. The Valkyria. Oh, sorry. As Vanagarans, or Vanagaran? Vanargans, commander, take control of your elite squad and unleash powerful Ragnite spells... Utilize mana weaponry on the front lines. I played this on PS3, I think. You played Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah, yeah, well, but yeah. This yeah. is playing way different. Uh, oh, is it? It's not tactical. You, you should look it up. No, I mean, it is, but they've changed a lot. Uh, you should just look it up. It is I'll different. So if you're a fan of Valkyria Chronicles, uh, and they did re release Valkyria Chronicles on. I've been meaning PS4. to get it because I think the only way you get it physically is Steelbook, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, but regardless, it's been uh, go ahead and do years. that last one because I have an honorable mention from last week that I think I don't know if you looked into or not. But God Wars, go ahead. I've never heard of that game. Uh, the last one on the list is the World of Nubla or Nubla, PS4 digital title. Nubla is an action adventure that te- uh, that begins in the halls of the Thaisium Museum, where we find a character that exists inside pictures. Following him, we begin a journey that will take us to, to discover the wonderful world of Nubla, full of puzzles and forgotten places. Nubla, Nubla. Who knows? But it's one of those, I'm sure. Uh, so. so the game from last week, uh, and this is actually something that got brought to my attention by uh, our good friend Jonathan. Um, it is a game called God Wars uh, Future Past. Well, now, last and, week, did we miss the drop? or did Yeah. It, or was it just, um, okay. I couldn't remember what I think we had to record. Was. Oh, I, I don't think that there was a drop by the time that we went to record. That's what it was. We didn't, we didn't record until like late Friday night, and typically when the drop drops... It's available. So check this out. This is a debut trailer, but what Jonathan's saying is that, um, I'm hoping there's gameplay in this. Uh, what Jonathan was saying, uh, is that this game is very reminiscent of uh, final fantasy, uh, tactics. And that's why he's excited oh to play it. So they're, they're doing a, they're doing a let's play series for this, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and he, he, he likes that a lot. Um, so I think, if it, yeah, tactical overbase. So I think he he looked he was super excited about it when he messaged me about it, and I looked into it and I was like, this is interesting. I might have to pick that up. I've been itching. I've been uh, wanting to get Daskaya three on Vita, and it's on Vita, so it's on Vita and PS4. You had you have me, you have me. I'm gonna buy it probably. Yeah, well, with that dead pixel in your Vita, I'm. Gonna, I apologize. I don't want to buy a new Vita just in case it happens again, but I really want to buy a new Vita. <laughs> uh, so that's it for the drop, right? That is it 
for the drop. Uh, well, the drop was big and, and full of stuff, but here's the problem. So it's news. This may run a little bit more than an hour. For new viewers, we try, to keep, it, while. We try to keep it a little less than an hour. Or about an hour. That's all right, though. Let me take up your ear holes, please. Yes. Um, let's see. So the first thing on the list is something I was telling you, uh, talking to you about in an entirely different conversation earlier. Uh, but RPG darling Pillars of Eternity is officially coming to consoles. The game developed by Obsidian Entertainment. They're the developers behind South Park, Stick of Truth, uh, and Fallout New Vegas. Uh, so that you've, you're probably familiar with their work in some form or fashion. Um, Let's see. Uh, it was originally crowdfunded for PC and released back in 2015, but is now moving over to consoles in a complete edition containing all DLC released. Uh, if you are a fan of isometric RPGs where they have that kind of top-up camera angle um, and you like some of the older games like uh, Bowder's Gate uh, and not Dark Alliance, that's more of a dungeon crawler, but like the original PC Bowder's Gate and, uh, and Planescape, games like that, you'll you'll definitely want to pick this up. Um, it's it's really fun. I'm glad it's coming over. Uh, but it comes out August 29th and it's physical and digital, uh, no price, but I'm going to assume it's going to be full priced. Um, most likely definitely with being a complete edition. Uh, so next game up, and these are both actually from paradox. Uh, this is another one award winning city builder city skylines is finally coming to PS4. Uh, so people who like that kind of city style sim, which I'm super excited for. That sounds yeah, fun. Yeah. So this edition will include all of the city building and planning action of the original PCs release, uh, with a controller friendly interface. They spent time to make sure it is fun on consoles, uh, alongside the nightlife of the after dark expansion. So there's no date at the moment, but it is slated for this year. And from what they were saying, uh, it sounds like it's going to be soon. So if you are excited for that, keep, uh, keep your eyes open. Uh, and we'll of course trying to, um, give you a heads up before all that happens here. So, um, did you just log into my thing? Yeah, I'm trying to. Okay. It emailed my phone. Uh, all right. So next up is that Friday the 13th, the game players are in for a treat as gun media, the developer behind the game released DLC this week for the game as a means of thanks for players that stuck around through all the, all the glitches, all and the all terrible the, the internet problems connectivity they had. Yeah, problems. They had a lot of server issues. So, uh, but the DLC will be free and includes 13,000 customization points and a retro Jason skin that comes along with its own unique kill. Which, I've only seen pictures, and it could be the lighting. I, he has, like, a purple mask. Yeah. I guess, like, what like what retro are they going for? I mean, like, like retro is just a style, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's like the, like the, the bright, like, it's not saying Because it's not saying, like, OG that's, Jason. See, that's what, I, that's what I originally thought they meant. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's yeah. not something I knew So, of. going up to what we were talking about, the drop with, uh, with, with, Diablo 3. Uh, so the Rise of the Necromancer DLC for Diablo 3 is releasing uh, next week on the 27th, if I'm not mistaken. Is this um, is this Diablo 3's last DLC? Who the hell knows? Because this is way after. Uh, I mean, this is it's been so long. Three years. This Reaper is, of Souls since Reaper of Souls. Reaper. Yeah. Um, so Rise of the Necromancer DLC for Diablo 3 has finally got a date. Uh, it's arriving June 27th. Uh, the DLC includes the return of the Necromancer class, which is was uh, in two. Um, a golem in-game pet, cosmetic wings of the Crypt Guardian, uh, two more character slots, a necromancer portrait, banner, sigil, accent, and a blood master pennant, all for $15. Uh, and that makes it sound like it's a good deal. I disagree completely. Uh, alongside this DLC, Blizzard is releasing Diablo 3, the Eternal Collection, which includes the base game, Reaper of Souls expansion, and Rise of the Necromancer. If you have PS Plus, the digital version will be $40 for a limited time as a special introductory price. Uh, that's their quotes. Uh, but $60 for everyone else. Um, and that is, like I said, limited time. So here's where I kind of stand on this. This is going to be kind of a micro breakout point. Um 
too much money. And, and we'll let that be part of the main discussion, but I just want to say that right now, specifically with this speaking. For a new character. This is too much money there's for no story one content, character. There? No new areas. No. So you just get a character. Uh, I mean, a little other things, but not much. Like bug fixes. Uh, I think there's like 30 new legendary items, which is not a, a ton. But, you know, and, and this is also following with what I thought Reaper Souls was way too much for what it was. It was one act and one character for $40. Uh, and you know it's really hard to ask somebody to spend forty dollars on an expansion for a game, which Blizzard is known for charging a lot for their expansion. So it's not that out of line for them. But how can you expect someone to buy a sixty dollars game that comes with four acts and five character classes and then pay and then pay more than half that for for what is that one for four? one act? Yeah, for, for content. Yeah, I mean it, ridiculous. But moving on. Uh, going to get off of that, and we'll talk about that with the main topic. But it appears Sony will be publishing the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy in Japan, uh, which is just, I thought it was interesting. That's why I put it on here. Yeah. Uh, it's not that uncommon for Western-made games to be published by different publishers in Japan. Um, so I'm not, you know, it's interesting nonetheless, but it's not anything to be just super huh about. But I do think that it guarantees that it will for sure, because, you know, there was a little bit of a toss-up over whether it was a true exclusive, which as of right now, I think it's died down. I think Dan did confirm that it's a PlayStation exclusive. So Interesting. I still thought it was interesting to see that they're, they have the publishing for it, so it's probably just a deal between them and Activision. So next thing up is uh, Project Rap Rabbit, the new rhythm-based game by pa- uh, Parappa creator and Guitar Man creator, uh, has failed to reach its Kickstarter goal. Coming just north of $162,000 by nearly 3,000 backers, the campaign fell far short of the uh, $1,107,706 goal that the project originally sought. Uh, The team posted a message thanking its backers saying, quote, We knew the sourcing funds for a high-quality rhythm action game would be tough, and though we knew that Project Rap Rabbit would be an incredible game, unfortunately, we were not able to do enough to uh, to prove that to the wider world. End quote. Now, you know, hey, props to them for going out there and being like, hey, here we are. Uh, This didn't do what we thought it was going to do, and that's sad, but you know what are you going to do about it? Um, Oh, that's your phone. I thought that was a controller somehow. I'm like, it feels so close (laughs) to me. Uh, so, but yeah, that, that's one of those examples of a, of a game just completely failing Kickstarter. But you know what? I, you know, we didn't get to see a whole lot about the game. We saw a little bit, and they said that they had a E3 stuff. And it may not – the game can't continue development at, at this stage, but they're seeking some form of funding to keep it going right. um, in the future. So, uh, interesting nonetheless. I just think it's uh, – I don't know. That type of game is like, you know – Hard, hard to exist in this kind of world. Even the re-release of uh, just rhythm-based games in general are kind of hard to exist because re-releases of rock band kind of so thing. much. What you say? I, I miss those. I miss rock band and Guitar Hero. Yeah. Those are fun games. All right, next up, High Horse Entertainment have announced that Disc Jam, uh, the multiplayer game that was free uh, back in March for PS Plus, uh, will be yeah. receiving cross-platform play with PC. Um, the feature is in quality assurance testing at the moment, but they hope to release it in the coming weeks. Uh, and I thought that this was interesting because it's hot off the heels of E3's uh, lack of cross-platform between PlayStation and other uh, and other consoles uh, for games like Minecraft and uh, Rocket League. Yep. But they announced they're going to have that. Uh, but I think it's interesting because it does show that Sony is interested in cross-play, but not necessarily with doing so with its competition. Which, yeah, maybe they should have come out and said it that way initially. Uh, and I think part of it definitely came to light because Microsoft kind of held back and waited until everything kind of happened to say, oh, uh, with that crossplay uh, on Nintendo Switch, 
you have to log into an Xbox Live account. And I think that's part of it. I don't think Sony wanted people having the Xbox interface or Xbox anything on top of the PlayStation things. See, I do think it's a business decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, and I do think that partially, whether it's the right thing for Sony or not, I do think crossplay should be there. But at the same time, you know they are a business that's far and ahead of any of its competition, My so whole, they don't necessarily need crossplay to fluff its numbers. Yeah, and see, it doesn't like. I mean, honestly, I think the whole thing is is that they don't want you to buy Rocket League on Xbox. If you want to play your friends on PlayStation, you got to buy a PlayStation to do it. Their numbers are so high across the board compared to Xbox numbers that it's like chill out, like. Seriously, you, you, you've won this generation I agree, already. but man, you, you got to remember the whole reason that Sony came in and kind of like, you know, pulled all the stops and kind of got back to the top and then ended up being on top in this particular situation uh, with the PS4 is that they had to scrape and scrounge from the beginning of the PS3 launch to kind of make up ground for all the things. So you saw Sony pulling the underdog techniques and kind of going above and beyond to do the extra things. Uh, but you don't, it's kind of what you see uh, Microsoft doing now with them announcing uh play anywhere which is very similar to what playstation was doing back when vita released where you could buy it on playstation 3 and, and get then, a vita copy yeah so that's like windows so you could bounce the game oh. between the two of them uh, and of course i mean it, it's it's just that microsoft is having to be the underdog this time and that's leading them to make different decisions um so it is what it is um get off that boys <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying so hard. I logged in and like I logged into our friend's Twitter and I'm like I was looking to see how far he tweeted. It was like just two years ago. Oh, Lord. so like it's not even worth it to tweet something for him. For him. <laughs> I can't figure the logout button on Twitter. I'm an old man. Yeah, that's what happens when you leave your information up on someone else's computer. No, I, yeah, I had a, I had an idea too that I think we could do. All right, so next thing up is that Sony is apparently extremely pleased with Horizon's performance, which is not surprising at all considering we talked about the 3.8 million. I think uh, last week or the week before. Can't remember which one. Uh, but in a recent interview with The Telegraph, uh, Sean Layden spoke about the game, saying the reception for the game has been fantastic. Guerrilla Games boss Herman Holst has got a very keen mind on where he wants to take Horizon and what the roadmap is. And that roadmap, as expressed in multiple years, I think will be in the Horizon business for a long time, end quote. So, uh, saw, uh, I see a bright future on the Horizon I think I really hope that the DLC for that game is not what I think it is. I'm going to play it regardless. I don't think it is. If you, if you go into the words uh, of what they're talking about. Yeah, I'm going to play it regardless, it but I'm going to be disappointed they didn't save that for a sequel because that's yeah. a good story right there. All right, so next up, and I don't know if you saw this yet or not, but the remaster of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare uh, that was included in the Legacy Edition of Infinite Warfare is finally releasing as a standalone title. So for those who are interested and have been wanting to get it without necessarily having to get Infinite Warfare, um, that's cool. Or if you wanted to trade Infinite Warfare and were worried about not being able to play the game without the disc in, again, now you can kind of get around that. Um, first thing, I do have to say, Infinite Warfare, and I'm not a big Call of Duty guy, Infinite Warfare is great, so there's nothing wrong with getting Infinite Warfare. But um, the other interesting stuff kind of surrounding this is that, like I said, it's releasing a standalone title, uh, but it's the game releases physically and digitally for PS4 first with Xbox right. and PSC, with PC following at a later time. Right. And that's, I thought it was really interesting that they, A, were getting it literally next week. And, Which and they is just, crazy. And, and, and it was literally rumors up until yesterday. Yeah. And they kind of confirmed it. Uh, and I think it's really interesting that with the official announcement, we still don't have an actual date for PC or Xbox. Um, so I, and I think that that says a lot. And see, somebody, now this is a rumor that's going to make me really, really mad. So we both bought, I don't think you got the deluxe edition or whatever that came with Modern Warfare Remastered, did you? I did. 
Did you download it? No. So here's the thing. And this, like I said, this could be false. I read from three different sources that if you you still need the disc to play that version. I'm sure you do. That's ridiculous. No, it was it was a separate game entirely with a separate space for everything. I mean, I get what you're saying, but so, the original way that they locked it is that so that you can't trade the game and still be able to play the game. Right. So I was hoping that that would unlock. Which, to be fair, is stupid because you paid extra money for it. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. just getting a free so game. So I guess we'll find out in like what? We'll find out tomorrow. It comes out tomorrow. Yeah, I mean. Um, and I'll, t- I'll try to download it. Wait, it. It's not tomorrow, is it? The 27th? No, the 27th is uh, oh, wait, Tuesday. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'm in a weird uh, time anyway, zone. So, I'll yeah, try. The remaster does come out on the 27th and for $40, which I also think is way too high considering it's already been out for a while and people bought it for that. Um, but oh well, you know, it's a remaster. If it's going to be $40, it's going to be $40. not that weird. Uh, final thing on the news uh, is that Ubisoft's hit social shooter, as I've determined, if I decided I was going to call Destiny it, they're social shooters. That's a good, I like that. I mean, it works. Uh, so, and, and that could be the official term and I'm just too ignorant to know. Uh, but the division is receiving free DLC in the form of a, of an update. Um, update 1.7 releases a summer. Uh, the update brings classified gear to the game with higher values and gear set bonuses. Uh, so it's higher base values for certain armor, even though it sometimes looks the same as other. Right, which is um, cool. I like that a lot. Uh, and then, of course, you have better gear set bonuses for that. So uh, they went in the kind of depth of that. So when equipped with just five pieces of a set, the set's two and three piece uh, bonuses will be stronger. If you have six pieces equipped of a set, uh, then you get new themed bonuses uh, that are applied. Uh, so the classified gear is tied to the new global event system which is that uh, lasts one week and take place every month. So, so I, I really like this. I think that that's a, a step in the right direction. Well, I say you know I never played it. I thought the game looked good. I just never got around to it. Um, I'll tell you why I think this is going to be great. I think that you are going to now be able to kind of strategize a little bit better with your team, saying use this armor layout for this PvP map. Use this armor layout for this uh, raid. I think it's going to be a lot more because fun. Because there's specific and then, sets, bonuses you're going to get that it, may be better for certain games. Yeah, modes. and then it makes a meta of these armors, and then so... You're, you may have the legs, and you're like, I need to go grind or play for the arms or for the head. Then it gives you these kind of like mental challenges of like, I need to go get these heads or this, yeah. this helmet. Did, so. did Destiny have any form of set bonuses for nope. anything? That, that's a all. great idea. So I, I think that was I think that's a great because you know what the same thing happened in uh, Advanced Warfare. There was very very light set bonuses for wearing all of one armor. Advanced Warfare or Infinite? Advanced. I don't remember that. You at remember all. in Advanced Warfare, you can get different helmets and everything. You get different hel- helmets, different uh, shirts, pants, boots. I mean, I, I slightly remember that. That's the one we all played a lot well, on Xbox, Yeah, but right? they added that later. That wasn't an initial feature, but they added that post. Because uh, whenever I went back and played a little bit, I noticed that depending on what set you wore, you had a set bonus. We all picked all it up one. in like January, though. And it came out that November. Was it after yeah, that? Yeah, but I'm talking about way after that. Because you remember, we were, we were, you were talking about on uh, Xbox. I'm talking about on PlayStation when I re-picked oh, it up on PlayStation. Oh, that makes sense. Because I didn't play it on PlayStation. Way later, so... Uh, but I thought that was an interesting addition for that, and I thought it was cool because it was like, oh, you actually have a little bit of a, a nudge to make you want to get all of one armor type and actually match, whereas before, and it was one of the cooler features, you could wear whatever you wanted to, you know. So, um, But with that being said, Saul, I am done with news. I'm just going to point out, I just posted a tweet saying that if you guys have any questions, ask us and we can uh, put you on right now. We're not live or anything, obviously. <laughs> but uh, my boy Randy, a.k.a. RJ Loki, he liked it, but he didn't ask us a question. I'm going to need you to do better, Mr. RJ Loki. Calling you out. Yeah, maybe you haven't given him enough time. <laughs> That's true. I'll say he did just he did just like that about 10 seconds ago. So you're so impatient, man. Uh, impatient. Impatient. Sorry. Yeah. Um, 
And hey, there we go. Full circle back to PlayStation. That's a B- VR game. Bam. 23 d- Degrees of you. Kevin Bacon. What, what is that game called? 12 Degrees of Kevin Bacon? <laughs> it's like, I've you, never. Are you talking about like the six degrees of separation? Probably. Where did Kevin Bacon come from? Oh, that's just the first time I ever heard of it. Oh. Was that specifically Kevin Bacon's been in so many movies that if you, if you mention anybody, you can get these six people who all have a tie. Didn't you, we used to do that with me, didn't we? I don't think so. I, I don't know. I, I thought we used to do it. Maybe it was my other family I'm thinking of that used to. Your other family? Am, am I family? Song? You are. Thank you, buddy. You're, you're my you're my triangle squared family. Do me a favor. Hit that mouse key so I can be a little bit less uh, uneasy. Saul's a very anxious person. Yeah, I'll make sure that that monitor doesn't go fully asleep and audio cuts out. And then here we are left with the camera audio. Well, there we are. Okay, so Saul, here we are. This is your idea, so go ahead and spearhead all this. I want to hear what you have to say about it, and then I'll kind of give you my ideas because we haven't talked. We've talked about the the topic, but we haven't talked about any of my ideas on it. All right, so, so this generation we've been sending a, a a trend, and it's not a good trend. It doesn't follow such negative hard lines in a couple of games. In a couple of games, it definitely does. But we've hit a point in this. Uh, it kind of started last gen, and then now this gen, it's even worse. Of so much add-on and DLCs and microtransactions and video games that it is ridiculous. I have a big problem with... Now, and I have a problem depending on the game because I see games like Overwatch. Okay, you can buy loot crates, but there's no weapons in the loot crates. There's nothing. There's skins. In Destiny, you can buy Eververse uh, silver, and then you can buy skins or dances. or Not skins, but, you know, dances or emotes. Well, to be fair, you can also, if I'm not mistaken, you you can get armor and stuff. It's well, all level well, three. But I don't. I, that's not even what I mean. Uh, I'm actually talking about the fact that you can just pay to level up a class all the way to forty. That's technically a pay to win a that, little bit. A little bit. That's more like a pay to time save. Which, but yeah, continue. But uh, then you have games like you have Call of Duty, where in classic Call of Duty games, and I say this because that doesn't mean a whole lot at this point because this is from five years ago. Well, once that, what, what do you consider classic Call of Duty? I mean, you Just know, for, you Call know. of Duty, I'd say two, uh, and then you could, I, I throw Modern Warfare in there, sure. So one, two, so three, anything four, not, anything and, that's, four and, and, and Modern Warfare 2? I think it broke away. Yeah, so what's the, what's the first game that you were like, this is not what I consider classic Call of Duty? Well, this particular practice, Black Ops 3. Okay. And it's gotten to a point of where, and see, and I could be remembering this wrong. They they, they might have fixed this in Infinite Warfare. I can't be too sure. But the fact that you can now get camos and new weapons and all this crap from these crates that are in the game. And back in Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, you know, to get gold camo, you, you got 500 headshots or whatever. You know, there was a headshot bracket that led upwards to getting gold camo. And now you can get it in a crate. And it's kind of like, like when do we need to stop all this? Like Final Fantasy fifteen getting like chocobo outfits, and then you know Final Fantasy VR fishing. Like this is kind of, in my opinion, is is this a problem so much that we're taking all these talented people's times and we're putting them on crap like this? That, that could they be working on the next game and the series? Could they be adding an expansion and not add-ons like? Horse armor was in Oblivion. Could they? Could I feel? I feel like these people who are making these games, and they could be, you know, hiring outside of company. They could be using people who are uh, not working on the next big title. Sure, um, but I figure that in these next big titles or these next big expansions, every help counts. And you know, 
Final Fantasy 13 would be a good example for me, a single player game that has way too much DLC and way too much add-on content uh, for... 13? Did I say 13? My bad, 15. Okay. Uh, that has way too much add-on content. And then games like Call of Duty, Infinite Warfare, having crates, and um, and then to my knowledge, and I could be wrong because I didn't play a whole lot of the multiplayer of Infinite Warfare, uh, is... That's the newest one, right? Infinite? Okay, because Advanced is yeah. this. Okay, yeah. yeah. Advances one for Black Ops Three, um, is that you could actually get guns that are different than the guns that your stock loadout is, which could be better or worse depending on which one you get. And it's kind of like, is this really a thing now? Like, does this have to be a thing? Is World War Two going to be like this? Because I won't buy it if it is. And you have all these like these little things. And a good example is Grand Theft Auto Five. Grand Theft Auto Five had single player DLC in the works it was an alien invasion or well this is rumored i I don't remember this is confirmed but it was rumored that it was an alien invasion akin to the zombie red dead expansion and i know you don't like both of these games i love both of these games (laughs) Uh, i mean red dead just i I, it's overhyped to me specifically but i mean it's fine it's it's a fine game Uh, and i even think that uh, grand theft auto 5 is a fine game i don't see why they're so hyped the way they are but also uh, most of the reason those games have stayed hyped is because the online aspect and i just don't care about that and so i mean and that's so i mean i'm not trying to be hard on the games because i just i don't understand them because that's not the way i typically play games so it's fine that's the thing is that it's is it is it because you didn't get single player content because they focus too much on online content that that these people fell well, by the wayside. And- I'm, I'm with you, but here's part of the thing. Uh, the reason that, like I said, specifically going back to Grand Theft Auto Five, is that that game's making money and oh, continues yeah. to sell specifically because of online. So, I mean, it's smart from, I mean, and you got to think, first and foremost, games are a business. Right. Yeah. All right. And that's just what it is. Uh, and it may sound dumb to make a Chocobo costume in Final Fantasy 15, but guess what? If you spend. You know, one guy who does art working on this and then one guy who does the modeling and implementation, whatever. So say that three people spend one day or even a week making this. You sell this little costume thing for like $2 and then 2,000 people buy it. But why does that have to exist in the first place? Like, that's the thing I don't get. Because here's the thing, because you don't have to buy it. That's the thing. Well, I, yeah. I actually stand on a very different side of this than you because, A, you don't have to buy it. These are completely optional things that do not take away from the experience. So you can buy Final Fantasy at 15, never download a single piece of DLC, and enjoy the game for what it is, and, right. it, and it doesn't take anything away from Let's it. Let's see, here's my so question. So I guess where I stand on it is that the problem with DLCs comes down to when does DLC alienate part of the player base? Yeah, and that's, that's when it yeah, matters. That's a good one. Yeah. And I think that that's what, and, and because I don't, I apologize, I, don't, I haven't played enough Call of Duty. Um, so with what you're saying with Call of Duty and the crates, is he, are you that saying that makes them that Buku's money too? Yeah, of course, and that's good for business purposes, right? But you do have to be fair to the original customer base and let them do their thing. So what I'm going off of is um, since you played way more Call of Duty than me, uh, you were talking about these crates. So the guns you get from the crates are they just skins? Because you were talking about the camo, no, but the camo like, shouldn't matter. I know that you're saying like, yeah, it does suck to people who earned it. Well, yeah, it doesn't see, seem as special. A, a lot for me, but is, you don't have to pay for it, and there's ways around it. And I'm also a fan of DLC that or in that particular situation, yeah, you can buy the skin or you can buy a thing that can get you that skin, but you can also earn it without it. Uh, and, and to me, that's fine. You know and, what I mean? Well, and see, the thing with me is is that playing a lot of these these style games is that a lot of these challenges kind of they're it kind of beckons back to what i said with destiny too is that it gives you something to do like kind of go after these little challenges well, to yeah, but going. for people who don't want that, that's what I'm saying they're not taking that ability away from you. you can no, still, I think they are. I mean, how? 
because the option isn't there to get 500 headshots to get gold. You just have to get gold from a loot crate. Oh, that's, crate what, that's what you were saying. Yeah. So gold doesn't exist Yeah, and anymore. like I said, I could be... Because I remember I that, c- that you had to get 500 headshots to get gold in Infinite Warfare. Yeah. But that's the only one I have any kind of real be, amount of time I could with. be wrong, but because I stopped playing it the second I saw all this. But uh, it's just like... And what, what was that game? But... Um, that thing's kicking into high gear. But uh, and that, that's another example I just saw right there. Hearthstone is that that's a game where I can I can justify you spending money on it. if you love Hearthstone and you want packs of cards and sure you know that's one of those games that it's like Overwatch is that if you're that much into it then fine you know well, can the same not be said of Call of Duty I mean people are that much into not Call if of the Duty. guns not if the guns are pay to win no so and you're saying that the guns have different stats the guns if get, I remember right? correctly have different stats. so you can technically get a gun that you can buy and not have to randomly get lucky and win. Which then again, I guess that question becomes, is it fair that there's guns like that in the, in the first place? And some people agree and some people disagree that you should be able to have statted weapons. They should all be balanced and have base stats, but you should be able to get a gun with higher base stats than the other just because of a thing. Now, to be fair, for me, I like that aspect because it gave you more control of what you liked. And I'm specifically talking about Infinite Warfare at this yeah, moment. Yeah, and this, well, this um, is Infinite Warfare. Uh, yeah, I'm specifically talking about Advanced Warfare. I oh, apologize. Yeah, because um, we did play a lot of that. Yeah, we played a lot of that, and I did like that there was like, okay, hey, I got an elite version of this gun, and it was almost like spec reallocation. Yeah. Um, but every now and then, if you got a, if you got an elite version of it, it was just better specs. I like that though, and yeah, I guess it does make the game a little unfair. Um, but you know, I mean, like I say, it's just it comes down to the community, and I mean, if people are still buying it and wanting it, I do think it comes down to there's no harm, no foul. That's kind of where I stand. Final Fantasy 15 is a perfect example of, uh, you know, it, yeah, there's somebody working on that, but it's not enough to take away from them making a new game. People are apparently wanting this stuff because they keep buying it. Uh, and Which is ridiculous people are watching to me. This, they're, they're making Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15 a little bit of a game as a service. Well, see, right, right here it says... Uh, Which sounds launch. weird. Because, uh, sorry, let me finish that real quick. No, you're fine. It sounds weird to say, you know, but in case people don't know what I mean when I say games as a service... Uh, uh, there's a couple of them. I, I wouldn't necessarily say Destiny is. Uh, Destiny is more of the MMO traditional, like you're going to get expansions and stuff off of that. Right. I do typically stand more like on the ground of like uh, Street Fighter Five is a perfect example of a game that is a games of service. It's it's a game that continues to add things to keep making you want to play it. Well, and, uh, and then there's like other Killer things Instinct, like Rainbow. Right? Yeah, Ra- Killer Instincts is a good one, uh, and then Rainbow Six is a good one. They're all very small payment things. It's not like an MMO or something where you spend forty dollars for an expansion. So I just want to say that uh, I think that doing these kind of things and making a game that's single player, like Final Fantasy 15, have a games as a service option kind of played in it, and it gives you a reason to continuously come back. I think that's fine. And I will say I, that's not something I do typically, but you know. Yeah, and see, like this right here, it's stating that. Um that their microtransactions go, they, they go by the name of supply drops, and okay. uh, they have special tier weapons that are only available in those drops. And so it comes down to if the special tier weapons are um, uh, they're different statted or not. But yeah, and they could just be special guns that make you know, special, like, hey, here yeah, I am. Like, they just look different. The dumb camos and then have the, some kind of weird thing to them. Yeah, and, for your own enjoyment. Yeah, and see, the whole thing is with Call of Duty is that that's a game that should never go into that kind of market now if it went into a market like blizzard where you can unlock skins for your character or emotes or they don't really have sprays See, like, i'm going to call back again infinite warfare but it's just going to try to find analogs between the two of, uh, of, of the conversation we're having um but specifically with like infinite warfare is that the armor didn't give you any kind of different things but i like that you could get a supply drop uh you know and then you open supply drop and you get pieces of armor that way and then of course you could just buy supply drops it doesn't change anything 
uh, or supply crates or whatever they're called. I'm pretty sure they were called supply drops. Um, anyway, it's just like you, you get to open the little crates up and you get rare, you get gear out of it. And it has a chance of being elite, it has a chance of being purple and green. And like, and I like yeah, the rarity and system and I liked that I like being the- an extra reason. It was a reason I want to play. Uh, but I never thought it was weird that you could buy those because they were all very, it didn't even matter. Even if you got a gun that was a lead out of it, the stats weren't enough to really change anything. It, it wasn't, it wasn't swaying the favor that much, but I'm sure if you're hardcore competitive, then it feels like it is. Uh, and, and, and that's one of those things. I don't know when it comes to competitive call of duty, can you even use elite guns or anything? That's not a, a base gun. Uh, competitive Call of Duty? Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing anymore, to be honest. Competitive Call of Duty, yeah. Last PSX had a call, the Call of Duty World Cup. Oh, then I'm sure you can use... See, now that's weird is that if they are special guns, like are those blacklisted? Like, uh, well, that's what I'm You would imagine they have to be, like, right? Video? Because they're there to make the game fun for the for the casual players. But then there's, of course, like a infinite... Uh, I'm sorry, Advanced Warfare was one of those too. They, had, they brought in what was called Hardcore Mode, which was like a very old school style. I'm sure you could use the base weapons with any attachments you would want. I wouldn't. Have- yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you wouldn't be able to use like the the elite ones or the ones that change stats, uh, and that's a way around it. But see, so yeah, I guess that's what it comes down to is what specifically is your problem with game. And I mean, that's, I'm just trying to understand where you're coming from with it. Um, and it, just, it may just be it, that we disagree here. It just uh, I don't feels think like it natural to me because I mean, I guess this is going to show me. I don't care about DLC. I never get it. And even if I do get it, the few times I never end up playing it. Perfect example: Skyrim. Right? I got Skyrim back on PS3. They finally started doing the uh, the, the downloadable content for it when they got everything figured out. Uh, and I, I even I actually bought those because I love that game. I barely played like ten minutes of Dragonborn because I just I don't know what it is. When I'm through with a game, I'm through with a game. And when I, even when I got the uh, Skyrim Special Edition and played it again, platinum that I platinum that I literally did not touch DLC. So it's just the way I play games. Definitely, when it comes time to replay games, I don't really care about new content all that much. I, I um, or different content like Horizon. I think it's cool the DLCs there, uh, but I'm probably not gonna get it because I don't think that they're gonna put story uh, very very relevant story stuff into this DLC because there are gonna be people that just skip it. That's true. Um, and see, I, I just miss. And it, well, let me start my original statement off real quick. What I was saying a second ago is that uh, it just feels weird to go to the marketplace and search Final Fantasy 15. You don't get one or two answers; you get about thirty. Yeah, and it's just. And, and, I mean, and maybe that's that they need to find a better way to go into that. You should. Just, but I mean, I get, then again, because you wouldn't think Final Fantasy would have a like a chocobo costume you can buy for ninety nine cents. Well, yeah, but but I don't think that there's harm in it. You know what I mean? It's just See, it's I, a way for them I to make money. I think it is because it incorporates these practices and allows other people to do it. They see it so successful, they do it, and then they keep doing it, and then it just makes you know like it feels weird but, it just but, doesn't feel and that's why i still say as long as they continue to do it the way they, they are they've been doing it currently it doesn't take away from the original experience see now the problem i have with dlc is when you get into dlc they uh, a perfect example of this is uh, something we talked about and it's actually on one of my favorite games lists it was on my top 10 playstation if i'm not mistaken or it was, it was at least an honorable mention uh but the prince of persia 2008 uh the the, yeah. the true ending in that game was dlc like quite literally, you get to the end, and there's an end, and there's credits, but it's a cliffhanger, and and you know it's not gonna be something that's in a, in a separate game. It wasn't gonna be in a sequel. Literally, it was in the DLC that you had to buy to get the, to get the ending of that game. That's ridiculous, and that's what I'm saying. And that is a problem where it's like that's too much. You're going too far with DLC in that that's specific spot. Way spark. too far. Um, and see, because and like, I think people are so hard on DLC because it got a bad rap uh, in the industry for a while because of stuff like that, or on disc DLC that you just pay to unlock where they already developed it. Was like, that's not it, 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 morally speaking, you think that if there's something on the disc and I buy that disc, I should have everything that's on that disc. Now, of course, it is the business's property. 
and it's up to them completely to say whether or not I get access to it. Uh, but it's also my money that I'm spending. And if I choose not to support those practices and not buy the game, that's on me. Uh, and I do think that that's where a DLC kind of stands. And I think we're in a better spot for DLC than we've ever been because DLC now is almost just a service. It's for P it, it is things that add longevity to a game that the people who want that longevity can just get. Even if it's something dumb, maybe the guy's like, I want to keep playing Final Fantasy, but I'm getting a little tired of the way my character looks. Well, hey, now your character can look a little different. Cool. Now I get to keep playing the game, but at least I look a little more fun. That's so weird. <laughs> it, it, it sounds weird because we're not those kind of gamers. Yeah. But there are a lot of those style of gamers. And there's, and it's like, you know, we're not the style of gamers to play a crap load of online games. You you more so than I am. But even then, you're still not in comparison to some people who play oh, online. Yeah, no, not anymore, at least. Because, yeah, see, yeah. and this is. This I know is, there was a time where you were very much in And that. see, this is a thing of like where. It's it's overtaking Halo Five. It's overtaking Call of Duty. It's an it started in Overwatch technically. I well, think, Overwatch you've already launched. said it. It's successful. People see it and they go, right. "Hey, what's wrong with doing and it?" Did, and it I, makes us extra money. And I think it does help. You, you never know that DLC and that extra revenue they keep getting, and then the, the the developers go, "Man, this game has really got long legs." It gives them more incentive than ever to can make another one. Final Fantasy Fifteen, if it just came out, sold as much as it sold, and then still stopped, and it just got super stagnant. You never know. It's, it took it took Square so much, and they say they made the money back, but it took them so long and so much money to make fifteen that if it didn't just blow them away, they may not have, they may not have even tried with another Final Fantasy game. But see, my issue is it, which of course it they goes, really would. But it goes you know. kind of like with Rockstar though, is that they see that this is so profitable, they're just going to keep doing it. Or are they going to finally put this money towards a new game? Because I would. Well, think I think that, it's already happening. I think that. I mean, but I, I do think it's, it's a it's a balance of not trying to make the people who are just now joining into into Grand Theft Auto Online because you know they're still selling this many copies. Yeah, it's it's it is uh, fun. It's and, not and I do think money it on, becomes a mixture because you don't want people to buy a game. Uh, that's still selling ridiculously well and then go, okay, next week we're going to cut servers or next week we're going to announce a new game that's going to make this game obsolete. Um, it's, it's balance. We'll and I think that it's smarter for them to continue. So I, I guarantee you that Call of Duty's in the talks. Um, I'm going to Call of Duty. I'm sorry. This, this conversation's gotten kind of weird. But I guarantee you that Grand Theft Auto 6 is probably in the talks and maybe even in some form of development. But they don't want to talk about it in fear of taking away from the momentum that 5 has and as a business decision and from what the players want, it's 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 the best of both worlds for them because they're still making money as a business and they're and they're right. still doing things that keep that service looking great for people that want to play it. And there's still people buying into it and playing it for for the first time now. Uh, so you you do have to strike a balance. And I think what they're probably trying to do with that particular situation is taking Red Dead and let Red Dead be the catalyst to get some people moving away from Grand Theft Auto, which yeah, I, which probably will they'll, they'll probably will have some especially, form of Red Dead online, especially if they have Red Dead online. Exactly. They'll never so see if, it's, me again. if it's a similar situation to Grand Theft Auto situation, it'll move people off of Grand Theft Auto and they can finally slowly get to a point where there's not enough players to justify Grand Theft Auto and then they can go hey here's our time we announced Grand Theft Auto 6 we talk all about what we've done and, and again I think that DLC is not the boogeyman it once was I think that there was a there was a for a long time really bad conversations about it but those conversations have kind of ended because this games as a service thing is something that not only developers are liking they're liking developers and, and publishers are liking it because the people that are accepting these services and being like, Oh, Hey, I want to give my money to this and letting these games last for years when games in the past would just come out and die. Right. I mean, it, it's, and it's we'll see, I, okay, best I, of both worlds. I see. I do. I do understand fully where you're coming from because it does allow games to live on past their long. Well, and and it lets them make more money, which you never know could make the next sequel be that much bigger and better. Or just turn it into a VR fishing game. <laughs> well, but, really but, see, but what's wrong with the VR fishing game? 
it's if ridiculous. You have, but if you have VR and you like the fishing aspect of Final Fantasy, which some people do, well, like here, you know what I mean. I hope Nomura didn't put a whole lot of time. Oh, well, he's on Kingdom Hearts now. Yeah, Nomura, uh, what, I mean, you he, he left uh, Final Fantasy fourteen a long or fifteen a yeah, long time a ago. while back. Uh, I can't um, remember the guy's name right now, but. but uh, uh, it's like, are they focusing on that instead of Final Fantasy 16? No, or? I guarantee they're not, man. There, there, there's not I enough hope there. not. Well, here's a perfect example. The Last of Us 2 is coming, right? Right. And and even though this at this point is a standalone game instead of DLC, uh, when the team broke off to do the Uncharted DLC that they had talked about previously, uh, it's only about like 13 to 20 people. Very small section, and it's not... Uh, you know, Neil isn't even writing for it. Yeah, because they can reuse it's a lot entirely, of assets and stuff. And, well, and they're not reusing assets, but they're keeping the engine and not have to worry about too, changing too terribly much. But also the game got bigger than they originally intended. Right. So, but, my, but my example there is that that's not keeping Bruce and Neil from working on The Last of Us 2. They're still off doing that. So, I do not stop that fan. Um, don't worry about it. Well, I don't want it to pick up on the mic. So I got three, three last talking points because we're hitting an hour right now. Um, about this, so I mean, I've actually this has been a, this has been a differently. It's been an, an interesting conversation. Yeah, because I, I definitely agree with and see where you're coming from. It's just you know the whole thing of it. I really hope that and I, you know people can studios obviously can spend time how they see fit. And I just feel like you know if you're spending time on DLCs and stuff, are you really spending time on something producible? But you know that's that's in the eye of the beholder. Productive, but yeah. I do have. I did look it up from two different sources that Call of Duty Infinite Warfare does have epic rarity guns that have better stats. You can only get those two ways. You can only get those by getting uh, crypto keys from playing or crypto. That's from Black Ops Three from getting keys from playing multiplayer matches, which are random rewards. Okay. Or and and technically that gets you the key to open the supply drop. You have to get the weapon you want from the supply drop, obviously. Again. Or you can scrap parts now. Um, they say scrapping parts is also just as much RNG as getting one out of a crate. Gotcha. So yeah. you could do, you could spend money or because, or you can get keys from playing. So matches. basically what we're saying is you can't buy the gun you want, but you can basically you can buy, buy more chances. Yeah. Which I, I have no problem with that because see, again, think, and then that's what I say is that they haven't removed the ability to get the guns from the base game. I, you know see, what I mean? Yeah. And, but if I start out brand new and then I come across something like that in a multiplayer match, that's not going to make me want to play anymore. Well, I mean, cause they got a gun that I, how am I like, I see that gun in the kill can. I pick it up off the ground. I'm like, that's a cool gun. How do I get that? Oh, spend a hundred dollars or spend 300 hours of time to get it. No, thank you. Yeah. But I mean, the person did that. So I'm saying, so as a casual player, I mean, that's part of the, the, the thing it may keep, it, may, it pushes players away. In my opinion, I would be interested to see how many, Versus I'm, how many it retains. I'm going to say because, a lot of people stop playing Call of Duty when supply drops are entered. I'm going to hey, say a hold lot. On, hold on. I, did, I didn't even think about it. We didn't even go off of it. I'm gonna, I want to talk about real quick. The last thing I want to do. Oh, wait, uh, well, yeah, what, you, what's your kind of closing statement well, on this? I was because say, it kind of ties into what you're talking about with I money. Said, I said three things, but I did mean – I actually only meant two. What Do you agree with the way EA does their DLC in games? Now, now they, and what they, do you mean by EA in their games? Because they, I don't play a, a ton of them. So. They've got a lot better. As a matter of fact, Star Wars Battlefront 2 has, no, yeah, has no paid DLC announced, but they have a lot of free DLC announced. Now, whether how long that'll stay free, we'll see. Um, or how long they'll have keep pumping out free stuff, we'll see. Okay. But do you think games... Like Battlefront should have a hundred fifty dollar collection with like the season pass and skins and stuff like that. Do you think that that's justifiable for? Oh, you're talking about for, as a, as a uh, yeah, primary like, purchase. Yeah, like you first do it. Well, Ubisoft does the same thing, and so does WB. They do like gold editions. Well, yeah, EA is EA is the most. And um, this is this is a hypothetical question on my end because I don't necessarily agree with this, but EA is the boogeyman when it comes to stuff like this. I think EA is in a better position than they've ever been in terms of uh, not I, not looking terrible. Yeah. Uh, to the to the remainder of the of their of their user base uh, and of gaming industry in general. Um, 
I don't think that there's anything wrong with that because again, it's all options. Um, and they're not necessarily keeping you from doing anything. I think collector's editions have been going on for a long time and you do have to make the collector's edition. You have to make it attractive for people who want to spend that kind of money on that kind of stuff. Uh, and it ends up coming up as like, yeah, it may be weird that somebody like Batman, uh, Arkham Origins is one of the, Ar- sorry, Arkham City had DLC that you can only get, if I'm not mistaken, inside of the, uh, the collector's edition. But, I mean, how else are you going to sell a collector's edition? People want the statue, but they also want that little bit more. It's like, well, what, what else is pushing me to buy this? Right. Uh, and, and again, I actually just want the statue, but most people, it just it, it's, See, it's, was, a, it's a balance. I was on uh, the, And I think that's why these gold editions and whatnot that are collector, like, they're, not, they're not standard editions, but they're like, extra editions or gold editions or whatever it is um, where you're just spending extra money on other content. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it it's all kind of, it's there, it's there to have, but yeah. it's not nece- It's not a necessity. Yeah. So, and then some of it's like, you're just, you're going ahead and buying the game in the season pass together, which again, saves you time and trouble. So we can agree that the book, the DLC and it, uh, was your last thing relating to the topic or no, uh, it, it, it's something I needed to do anyway. It's actually the May 2017 NPD numbers. Got it. Uh, so I missed it during the, the news. I apologize. I'll for do that. A, a uh, but it closing. also does come back to what you're talking about with infinite warfare and how, you know, you're talking about oh, I'm sure how many people, how many people is it driving away on paper? None. That's ridiculous. Dude, that, that's I a that's a game that so many people it's it's the internet loves to be negative, and I guarantee you know that game was the most disliked trailer, still selling bonkers. I will say though that they did release uh or well Modern Warfare Remastered didn't come with all the maps, and they tried to par- charge a map pack for those maps that cost more than the map pack with extra maps ten years ago. Dude. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, well, uh, but so I mean. Your, that was your closing yeah. thing. Is well, that we kind clo- of agree that DLC that, can be good and bad. Yeah, DLC is the boogeyman. I stand on the fact that I think it's better now than it's ever been, and I don't think it's in a. I think it's in a spot where it's not harmful. I think, and I think of it as that it, it can push some people away. It's pushed me away, but it's not always the worst thing that can happen. Well, and everything's striking a balance. You know what I mean? Yeah, because then, and especially for these online communities, because anything cause, you do can pull. You you may be pushing people away by not giving DLC. Right, right. So it's it's all about striking that balance and hoping you can get as many people to retain playing as possible, but you can't guarantee it. So yeah. I mean, that's just and I think it it's is. something that because of these trends as of late, we'll see nonstop, pretty yeah. much until the new the new thing comes out. Yeah. which can't really say what that would be because I can't think of anything that would top DLC. Yeah. Well, let me run through this real quick. I think it's it's pretty interesting. I did do mostly the PlayStation part of everything. So uh, the PlayStation 4, uh, the top 10 games for the month of May uh, were Injustice 2, MLB 17, The Show, Prey, Grand Theft Auto 5, Horizon Zero Dawn, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, Farpoint. I'm actually pretty interested in that. I'm surprised it's there. That's pretty It shows pretty good VR attachment rates, I would imagine. Um, NBA 2K17, Overwatch, and finally Nier Automata. Dang. In the top 10 in May. I'm so proud of that game. I can't believe that game made it. I'm telling you, man. It was number uh, 10, though, right? It was, on, or did you it count? was number 10. It okay, I can't tell if you counted up or down. But, dude, the fact that it's on there at all, the month after it releases, is is, is impressive. What do you mean the month after it releases? I mean, sorry, uh, in a, it's it's in a month other than the month it released. Okay, because it, it released in the March. Chances of it, the chances of everybody who wants that game all coming together and buying it at launch is fine. Or February. It, it came out in uh, March. Okay, yeah. I can't remember, so, March or February. Uh, so anyway, that's two months later down the road, and it still was it was topping stuff out. Uh, so the best-selling games of 2017 so far uh, are as follows. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, number one. Which is crazy. For Honor is number two, and I feel like I hear no one talk about that game. I don't hear nobody talk about either one of those games. Yeah, so Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild's third. Uh, Horizon Zero reason. Dawn. 
fourth. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, also kind of surprising. Yeah. Resident Evil Seven Biohazard, NBA Two K Seventeen, not surprising at all. Injustice Two, which barely has any time on the market for it to be in the top ten, is impressive. Excuse and me. number ten, still clinging on, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. That is crazy, and I, I, see, I, I, I wonder. There, obviously, this can't be pulled uh, correctly. Well, one second. Statistically, so, uh, here goes and some of it. Uh, one thing I also wanted to add in here is that the MB, uh, the MPD puts 3DS and Vita software in the same list. They just basically kind of do it as handhelds. Uh, and unsurprisingly, Vita had no games in the top ten. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I do wonder though. Pour one uh, out for my homies. Um, but here goes the last thing. I want to go ahead and fly through this real yeah. quick. Is the best-selling games over the last 12 months okay. from May back to the previous May. Number one, Infinite Warfare. And that's what I was going to say. I wonder if it's because of Advanced Warfare or Modern Warfare coming with it. I mean, there's no way to that's tell. That's one of the reasons I bought there's it. There's no way to tell. So uh, there's Battlefield 1 is the next game up. Uh, NBA 2K17, Madden 17, Grand Theft Auto 5, Overwatch, FIFA 17, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, Final Fantasy 15 and For Honor. I, like I don't have anything against 15 for those who wonder, uh, just because I have a, I have a, I have a. You deep, do, you do. It sounds I have like against, you. I have it against their DLC plan. I think their DLC well, plan is stupid. What it comes down to is that you just think that the game is so weird for a Final Fantasy game that you can't let it go. That's partially true. Because I mean, it is a good Final Fantasy game. I need to beat it still. Uh, so the, the very last thing on the MPD is that, you know, the Switch has been the number one selling. Got knocked uh, out for, for me. It got knocked out for me. Uh, which some people say is it. Is it attributed to the fact that the Switch has had supply constraints? Can't say at the moment. Yeah, I think it is, to be honest. I mean, it probably um, is because, I mean, you expect a brand new console to do it better than PS4. Than the current one, yeah. So that's it for, for that, and I really didn't mean to put that in the news. So uh, every month when that when that stuff becomes available, uh, we'll, we'll pull it in and, and talk about that as well. Interesting um, stuff, I do too. think it was pretty interesting, I, and it was funny. We kept talking about um, some of these games that have been out for a while, and they're Overwatch, still in these lists. Infinite Warfare. And that's what I mean. Far Honor is a perfect example. Nobody's talking about it, but apparently people are playing it and they're liking the stuff that they're doing with the DLC and that games as a service idea. People like DLC right now. Something something Ubisoft did with that game. Um, I don't know like what it was. I don't know if it was a, a patch they did or a problem they didn't patch or if it was something players didn't disagree with. Early days where a lot of people kind of started falling out. No, there was like a day where uh, I saw on the... Um, for on our subreddit that there was a like a strike where nobody was yeah, to yeah, play that right. game yeah, that's what I'm talking about. for yeah. a full day. And to, I was like, to what show did that they, they wanted do? to change Dude, what a community. I know. Yeah, I was what like, a way to rally behind some stuff. I was like, man, I wish I played that game and picked that game up. Because that sounds like a fun community to be a part of. No, that's. I mean, it's been interesting, but apparently DLC, and that's why whenever you even said you want to talk about it, like, it's obvious you stand on one side, and I kind of knew from the intro, I was like, I think I, I know that I stand on the opposite side from you technically. I just think uh, that I think that the game you buy for sixty dollars should be a complete and enjoyable package. And I think that anything extra is just that. It's extra. It's extra icing. And on that's the cake. kind of where I say right now, every game that we've talked about, it is. You can play the full experience. I wouldn't agree it. that 15, a couple of these games. Example. I, I now think, that game was worth sixty dollars for sure. But I wouldn't agree that Infinite Warfare is worth sixty. Well, I think it is, but more importantly, the campaign, was good, the campaign is fantastic. Boring. But even for the online, I mean, it, it, these are things that are not any different than other games that have been doing it. Uh, and I think you get a full experience for $60. That's what it comes down to. Whether you like the multiplayer or not, yeah. or whether you agree with what the multiplayer is doing, you get a full experience at $60. Right, and, I, and that's what I was saying is that I could, I, to me, for $60 for that game, do I regret it? I paid 80 so kind of. 
I would have. I don't regret playing eighty, even though I haven't touched Modern Warfare. I just like the game. I don't know why you spent twenty dollars on a game you didn't touch because that's what you essentially did. Well, because <laughs> I thought I would because it was my fallback in case Infinite Warfare did end up sucking. There is supply drops in that game too. But Infinite Warfare is the best Call of Duty I've ever played. I will say it's the best Call of Duty made in my opinion. It but is a good campaign. I know everyone else thinks kind of competes, a little differently. It competes with Modern Warfare uh, for the best campaign for me. All right. Well, this actually went a little longer than I expected it to. Yeah. Um, I was say, we we, we about, end up saying that a lot. But. Yeah. I was gonna say we ended up doing about probably an hour fifteen. So I anyway. Think. Uh, anything else you want to add? Are you good? I think we're good. All right. Well, episode 13, Triangle Squared. Uh, if you do listen to us in the audio-only podcast, if you would follow us and rate us, it really helps us kind of understand where we need to be. Uh, we've had a couple of reviews lately, and even if they're negative, I like to hear them and kind of helps us think about where we want to go with the show moving forward. Any critique and, and is what's good important. critique. Yeah, any critique is good critique. Definitely in these early stages. Uh, so until next week, this has been Triangle Squared. Thank you so much. Episode 13.